Alright, so if you're into LinkedIn like I am, chances are you've probably noticed from 2020 to 2021, things have changed a lot. There's a lot more people in it, a lot more bad people as well, a lot more spammy stuff. But the good news is on today's podcast, we're going to show you all the cool things that have been changed the last year or so, uh, how to land more clients with LinkedIn, a whole bunch of other cool stuff with my guest today. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use the stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday, hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Hello, welcome. Hey, this is Jules Dan. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. My guest today is Vivica Van Rosen from vangresso.com and we're going to talk about all things LinkedIn today. I mentioned that in the pre-roll intro, uh, but she's got a book called 101 Ways to Rock Your LinkedIn and we do actually talk about a lot more of the mistakes. I, I find that I learn more from the mistakes of others than the successes, or at least it's more than half the equation in my opinion. So, we cover a lot of mistakes, especially, you may have heard it all before, you know, don't do this, don't do this, but in the last year or so on LinkedIn, there's just been a lot more people coming on. So, we're going to be talking about all cool things that you might want to not do in order to get more clients, especially when it comes to prospecting, lead generation, whatever you want to call it. If you're into it like I am, we cover a whole bunch of really cool, interesting stuff. I've left some teaser bullets down below if you're interested. But other than that, let's get into the podcast with my guest, Vivica Van Rosen. Hey, welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. I'm joined by Vivica Von Rosen. Super pumped to have you on the show today. We're going to be talking about social selling. We've had about one, one other person talk about that. So really keen to hear more your perspective on this. Um, welcome to the show, Vivica. Awesome. It's my pleasure. Only one person. Only Boy, one... we have tips to share. <laughs> do, you want, do you want to know who, who it was or should I keep it Yeah, secret? who was it? Who was it? Josh B. Lee. Josh Bailey. Josh, Joshua B. Lee. Excellent. Well, good. I'm glad we're here to, uh, I, I'm glad to share more secrets. We're here to talk more. <laughs> hey, I would love to really know about your backstory, how you got to where you are right now. Um, and what are you focusing on right now in your business? Yeah. Um, so mostly luck. Um, I got into LinkedIn right kind of at the beginning and I got into it more as an accident. Um, I brought someone into my company at the time to talk about web 2.0. So that shows you how long ago it was like you were probably five at the time. And so it what was, was uh, it was 2006. Um, and oh, at the end on. of your presentation, give me more credit than that. <laughs> you just look, it's the zoom. Filter, I was 12. Right? I was 12. Look younger. 12. Oh my God. <laughs> I could see. That's awesome. I'll take as a compliment. <laughs> And at the end of the uh, presentation, she mentioned this thing called LinkedIn, uh, which had, I think, 7 million users at the time, which was a big number back then. Because yep. 
you know, this is before Facebook. This is before you, uh, it was not before YouTube. It was before Facebook. It's before Insta. It's before all the really, really big numbers. And so I was just using it as a networking and a business tool. Mm -hmm. Um, I think because I got into it so early and because, you know, there, there was an interest in it. Um, I got a lot of speaking gigs. I was able to quit my day job. Uh, Wiley came to me and said, Hey, will you write a book? which led to more speaking gigs, um, which led to me, you know, creating my business then, which was linked into business. And then four mm. years ago, we created Vengresso from that. So um, it was, you know, it's, it was really, it was timing. It was luck. It was getting the, the social handle LinkedIn expert on all the socials that helped. So, <laughs> so you've been doing it for a while. I saw you. Yeah. So you, I saw you created LinkedIn learning courses from yeah. was it 06. Uh, no, LinkedIn learning. I think that was so that was kind of cool. I don't think they would have ever. <laughs> I don't think I would have gotten into LinkedIn. LinkedIn doesn't like me much, but I don't think I would have gotten into LinkedIn learning if it hadn't been for the fact that my editor at Wiley yeah. um, started over at lynda.com, L-Y-N-D-A, lynda.com, which LinkedIn, of course, bought. So that would have been about 2012 okay. that I started the LinkedIn learning courses. And then, of course, LinkedIn bought Linda became LinkedIn learning and they, I just kept doing courses for them. Uh, okay. Well, um, the reason I'm asking, and, and this is for the listeners as well, if they don't know yeah. what LinkedIn learning is, it's basically like a course platform for, for premium users, I would say. Yeah. So was that your springboard into LinkedIn authority or did you post content before that? Or like, how did social selling come into all of this from 2012, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, first of all, I don't think social selling actually became a thing. It was like social media or, or social networking or social media marketing or LinkedIn marketing or LinkedIn, you know, so the, the, the term social selling, I feel like didn't even come into things until probably about what, 2013, 2014. Um, yeah, I'd been teaching and training on LinkedIn since 2006. So it was, it was a bit later. Um, and with LinkedIn marketing an hour a day, that was my first book. Um, you know, we talked about marketing. We didn't really talk about selling. I didn't really consider myself an expert in selling. Um, but what I loved about, and I certainly did not come up with the term social selling, like far from it, but what I love about the term social selling, which is now digital mastery, or I've, I've who even knows what people are calling it anymore. But, um, I loved that Mary marriage of sales and marketing because, you know, for a long time, I was entrepreneur, uh, solopreneur. I worked with a lot of entrepreneurs and small mm -hmm. business owners. And that was kind of my, you know, that, that, that was my audience. Those are the folks I loved working with. And yep. when you're a small business owner or a solopreneur, you're doing everything yourself. You're doing the sales, you're doing the marketing, you're doing the bookkeeping, you're doing the social engagement Can until write. you start hiring people. So it seemed natural to me to marry the sales and the marketing. So when I wrote my second book, LinkedIn, 101 ways to rock your personal brand, build your network and your business, um, you know, I was able to, to marry those things together in what is now known as social selling. Okay. Well, I'm really interested. So that was this part of your second book. Can we sort of unpack the core principles of what social selling? Cause even to this day, I might be still doing it. I don't yeah. even know what social selling is. I, I checked on someone's post. I think it was Jonathan yeah. Palmer. Check your social yeah. selling index. I'm like, I've got 77. I've got no <laughs> idea what that means. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So LinkedIn's like, Ooh, social selling. Okay. Let's see what we can do with this. Yeah. So your SSI score, your social selling index, LinkedIn goes and looks at your brand. It looks at your um, engagement. It looks at the content you send. It looks like it looks at the people that you reach out and connect to and people who accept those invitations, the people you send in mails to blah, blah, blah. And it goes, okay, we're going to give you like 25% per section mm. and you know and and then we're going to give you a score and is the score relevant I mean, it's a good litmus if you go to www.yourssiscore.com you can that's the easiest way to go find your your uh, social selling index you know it's a good litmus it's good to know if you've got a high ssi score does it mean you're an awesome you know social seller maybe if you've got a low one does it mean you're bad Probably no, not. You just but, haven't done what they said. Yeah, it's just you haven't, you're not following LinkedIn's algorithm today, you know, and they keep changing it. So, okay. So yeah. let's just discredit that for a little bit. But <laughs> yeah, can we, can we unpack, like I said, like the principles in those book, in yeah. that book, what, what are the key pillars of social selling and how do you execute it well on LinkedIn as the right media? Yeah, you know, really. And, and I will, uh, we'll talk about the four pillars as LinkedIn, because I, I will say, you know, really, you, you want to have good balance in those four areas. So obviously your brand, mm -hmm. I think the big mistake that people are making, um, and it's not really their fault because, you know, LinkedIn and or their companies haven't told them otherwise. It's, we had a pandemic, all networking went online and companies were going, ah, you know, our, our, our employees need to get on LinkedIn, especially our sales and our marketing team. So get on LinkedIn. And so no one knew what to do. So they got on LinkedIn, they put their resumes up there, you know, and they were like, okay, now I'm going to make lots of money. Um, and that of course didn't happen. So yep. with LinkedIn and creating your, your brand on LinkedIn, ironically, you actually want to focus on your buyers more than yourself, but we think we want it to be a resume, but we really want the profile to be a resource for your buyers, whether you're in sales, whether you're in marketing, whether you're back office, whether you're customer service, whether you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, your brand needs to speak to your buyer. So it needs to be buyer centric. So first of all, know who you're, and that's like the, one of the first things in the book, right? Mm -hmm. First of all, know who your buyer is. <laughs> and a lot of people, they get on LinkedIn and they're like, I can be everything for everybody then you're not going to be anything for anyone. So get really clear on marketing. your buyer, right? Yeah, clear on the buyer. Yeah, what, I was going to cut you off. What were you going to say? Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, so you want to be clear on your buyer, your buyer persona, what their big points of pain are and how you, your company, your product, your service solves them. And once you have that um, very clearly in your mind, now you can create a headline that speaks to that. So your headline, instead of your title at company, should be, you know, we help this type of buyer solve these kind of issues. And then because you've got 220 characters, you can then put your title in your company. But if I was to go with CVO of Vengresso, nobody knows what a CVO or a Vengresso is. It means nothing. Yeah. And people are going to keep moving on. But if they're like, oh, you know, she helps B2B salespeople and, and sales leaders create more quality and qualified conversations on LinkedIn. Instant clarity. Okay. Yeah. Right. So be thinking about who do you help? How do you help them? And you put that in your little headline What's cool is LinkedIn has um, created two new little features that 
you can still use that script on. We've got our name pronunciation, yes, which is only right. Isn't that cool? I love it because I've got a weird name that everyone always mispronounces. I changed although it. you did it right, right? You do too. <laughs> <laughs> and so you've got 10 seconds, not only to tell people what your name is, but who you help and how you help them. So mine, again, mine's, hey, this is Vivica Von Rosen with Vengresso. We help B2B buyers and sales leaders create more qualified and quality conversations on LinkedIn. But, you know, and then there's- How many times have you said that line before? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, once or twice, right? (laughs) You do have to say it like a lot of times in order to get in that 10 seconds though. (laughs) Yeah, so- And then there's- (laughs) <laughs> Go ahead. I keep talking. No, 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 no. So the number one is uh, the the little click icon with the voice symbol. You click it. Yep. You got hard to pronounce names. You yep. say it, and then you say my pitch, and then exactly. <laughs> but again, you want to focus on your buyer, not yeah. like you know, hey, I'm a quota crushing sales guy, 25 yeah. years in the president's club. Like exactly, bleh. exactly. No one cares, right? <laughs> And what's also cool, and this is a new feature, is um, it's called uh, uh, video cover stories. I forgot what it was called for a second. Mm -hmm. Now, you'll know you have it. You'll know you're one of the chosen few if there's an orange plus sign on your picture. So when you go to your LinkedIn profile, whether it's on your phone or on your uh, laptop or desktop, if you see an orange plus sign, you now have the opportunity to create like a 20-second um, a 20 seconds commercial and yep. probably you want to stick with kind of who do you help? How do you help them? You just have a little bit more time and you know, it's cool. I call it the Harry Potter effect. Cause once you have the orange plus sign and you go to someone's profile and they have the orange circle, like a little plus sign in a circle, it's like a game. Yeah. Um, what you'll see is like their picture and then it'll flip over to a, a three second teaser video. That's right. And then it goes back to the picture. So it's very Harry Potter, right? Harry Potter, what here's do you mean by my, that? Yeah, it's cool. What, here's a big word of advice. Yeah. If your picture is from 1996 <laughs> and you're significantly older than you are in that picture. Yeah. It's like, update the picture. I, and it, it cracks me up. You see these like bouffant hair. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like the, uh, the this um, is catfish. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, Whoa, who's that? Yeah, ah! It's just like, so, what are you, what, what are you trying to do here? Like, exactly. are you just insecure? You lost your hair or come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or your hair grew out cause it's COVID and like, we haven't been to the barber and <laughs> In, in 13, 14 months. Right. Hey, I have a quick question about that that yeah. video thing. You gave me a bit of an idea, like the three second thing. Yep. If you've only got three seconds, you know, one thing I've seen on Instagram ads is that people hold up this piece of paper with like the note. Yep. So I think I'm what I'm I'm, I'm going to try this. Like, yes, this is a video. Click me. Um, yes. I until love, people that's better. Until people sort of get the hang of like, what is this? Yep. I think. I might be mine. I love that. I had, I pulled, I, I did the same. I did. Um, and I'm not even on Insta. Well, technically I am, no, but neither. yeah, I pulled up. Um, I had, I had a whiteboard. I did the same thing. I can't remember what mine said now, but, um, I like that even more. Now, the one good thing is only people, I don't know it's a good or a bad thing. Only people who have video cover stories can see other people's yeah. video cover stories. So Hopefully they know to click on the orange circle, but I still love that. I think that's a great idea. And I think you should do that. Oh, awesome. Okay. I'm one step ahead of you, Matt. I should write my own book, one chapter, um, hold a whiteboard up. 
No, I'm, there getting we go. Too, I'm getting too far ahead of myself. All right. So we've got number one is the brand and we yep. want to focus on the buyers. And one analogy I, I like someone told me is like, imagine it's a sales letter. Um, and yeah, that's in presenting your, your off offer. And that's really buy centric. That's the best way of doing it. Yeah. What, yeah, absolutely. From your, like, you know, from your headline, obviously you want a background image that reflects your brand. Um, there's a new creator profile. It's, you know, you just, again, you spin the LinkedIn lottery and see if you have it. But if you go into your dashboard area, mm-hmm. it'll say creator profile and you can turn it on. Um, and the cool thing about that is it pulls up your featured and your activity area and it allows you to add five hashtags. So technically or theoretically, um, any content that you add those hashtags to will get more visibility, but also more importantly, that featured section and that activity section comes up higher because that brings me kind of to the second step is we need to be engaging with folks before we even invite them to connect. And I get it. Not all, most of our products are products. Most of our prospects are not active on LinkedIn. I totally get that. But the ones that are, you've got a really great opportunity to create a conversation and create some top of mind awareness before you go in and ask them to invite Interesting. to connect, right? And it drives me nuts because again, and it's not the salespersons, the marketers, the employees fault, but we had COVID and companies were like, get on LinkedIn and start networking. Yeah. And so what you got was, hey, let's connect, buy my stuff. You know, the next breath was buy my stuff, buy my product, buy my service. Like you would never do that in real life. But why are, why are, why is it okay to do it on LinkedIn? So the ability to see your, your prospects content, if they're sharing content to engage upon that content first, it builds that top of mind awareness, that name face recognition, but it also gives you an excuse to connect with them because you can comment on their post and then send them an invitation or invitation. Well, yeah, send them an invitation to connect and say like, Hey, Julian, love the post you shared the other day of your, of your podcast. You know, your guest was hilarious. Um, I don't know if you saw, I shared it with my audience and Hey, do you want to connect? Like, yes. Okay. I'll connect with you instead of like, Hey, I noticed where you share some groups and people in common. Like, eh, no, we don't. Or yeah. if we do, that's like- That's why I made fun of them. That's my, my yes. thing made fun of that exact same thing. Exactly. Like, so if stupid. we have someone in common, tell me who they are and why you love them. And then maybe I'll connect with you. But like, we have people in common. Like, no, we don't. I see you have 117 mutual connections. Yeah. That's a great reason to connect with you. Yeah, right? Like. <laughs> Awesome. Great. So my next, you know, my next letter from you is not going to be spam, right? (laughs) (laughs) Always frame it as a benefit. That's, that's why I think it like what's in it for them. It's real. Well, that's, yeah, that's it. I mean, that's, and that's, what's the whole, you know, it's, it's with them. What's in it for me. That's what everyone's coming into the, with, with them. But as a good social seller, it needs to be what you just said, whiffed what's in it for them. How can you help them instead of you know, me, me, me all the time. Mm, exactly. And, and it's really interesting. Cause like, I know some people will be like, I do not have the time to do this. <laughs> I want to ask the, the, like the dirty question, are you doing this yourself or is a virtual assistant doing this? Cause I know some, this is such a divided topic. Do yeah. I let a VA on t- 
my LinkedIn to do this because it's not allowed technically. Yeah, I know it's not really allowed either. Um, so I do most of mine. I did have an uh, assistant do mine for a long time until she deleted my husband. Um, so, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> what it's there? hard, right? Because when people invite you to connect, maybe they're friends of yours, maybe they're relatives of yours Yeah. and your, your assistant might not know that. Um, and so, you know, I found my assistant when she was taking care of my, my invitations or deleting people. Cause I've, I've hit the limit deleting people. Like, she, like I said, she deleted my husband. Oops. Um, and that's when I realized now I really need to be managing it myself. So I do manage it myself. Now, to be fair, I usually do it on my mobile device while I'm watching Netflix. Um, I oh, you may be doing a little multitasking. <laughs> those people. And, <laughs> I'll watch it with I you. Some, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I use some productivity tools. Like I, um, we, we have a a plug. Uh, We have a tool called fly message, which is an auto text expander. I've got that, you know, I've got like 14 or 15 different responses. So instead of having, you know, typing every, forget typing stuff out, but instead of like looking for something somewhere in a word document, copying and pasting it, I just put in a couple, you know, a couple letters and I've got my short code and the whole thing um, populates. I might customize it, but I do use tools like that. Um, Could you explain that? Like, I didn't quite, what, what is it? It's our, our tool. It's an auto text expander. So it's the ability to put in a short code, just a couple, you know, little clicks of your fingers and Mm -hmm. it'll populate a whole message, um, which is not against LinkedIn's end user agreement. (laughs) I just want to make that clear. Oh, right. Full automation. It's just slight automation. Um, So it's free. You guys should totally check it out. It's flymessage.io. I'm sorry, F-L-Y-M-S-G.io. It's really, it's an auto text expander on steroids. It's really, really a cool tool. And we even put some scripts in there for you. Okay, sales message over. Um, the other tool that I use a lot is OneMob, but there's BombBomb, Videolicious, uh, Hippo Video. There's so many great video email tools out there. And um, I just like uh, OneMob because it, it, it'll give you a, it'll give you a, a, a GIF. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and those gifts get people's attention. So, um, but being using video, so this is another, so this is point three, communicate and stand out, right? When you, after you connect with someone, you want to keep that conversation going, not by trying to sell your stuff, but by, you know, using things like video um, or voice messages, you can leave, you can do that on your mobile device too. Yep to stand out. And then we use what we call the PVC methodology, which is simply personalize every message, whether you personalize it in the video and the text, however, but personalize your message, always add value. Don't sell your stuff, always add value. And then the C put in a call to action, which shouldn't be, you know, Hey, let's, let's meet and talk about how you can buy stuff from me. You know, your first C, your first call to action should be let me know what you think about the article I sent, the podcast I sent, the checklist I sent, the free book I sent, whatever it is. After you've earned the right, you can ask for the meeting. But I think the biggest mistake that people make on LinkedIn is, hey, let's connect. And they think they've earned the right to have a conversation with you and they haven't yet. Yeah. So interesting. Are you trying to get them onto your email list in that conversation first or? Eh. <laughs> I mean, uh, yes and no. Like, 
it's interesting. We, we play around with gated and ungated content. So a lot of times I'll just send a video, a native video that I did on LinkedIn, completely ungated. Um, Sometimes, you know, almost all the one mobs, the video emails I sent are ungated. You can watch it without having to put your email in. Um, once in a while, I'll, like my, you can get actually get my whole book for free, not the paper version, but you can get a PDF of my whole book for free. Mm-hmm. That's gated. Like you have to give us a lot of your information, but yeah, I went um, through it. It was like, yeah, 10, exactly. 10 you went through like, what is like four or five different things you have to fill out. I'm, I'm really honored for the people who keep going. Um, so it, it really just depends, but no, that the first conversation should not be an attempt to get someone on your email list. The second, the third, maybe, but the first conversation should be as open and as ungated as possible. Yeah. But you do absolutely eventually want to get people on your email list. That was a big mistake I made when I first started out on LinkedIn. I'm like, I'm going to be completely, you know, social organic. I'm not even going to have an email list. And yeah, that was yeah. a huge mistake. Mistake, mistake. Yeah, huge uh, mistake. <laughs> so, so when you're, here's the other thing as well. Some people will just give the link because it's yeah. part of some system or do you yeah. ask for permission? Because I like to ask permission because yeah i think asking for permission is good now like i said the ungated stuff i'm just going to give them the link because they don't even have to do anything with that um you know the the page itself asks for permission too just because of all the can spam and castle and you know all of gdpr and things like that we're we're very compliant that way yep okay oh fair enough fair enough um there was we've covered three there's was there one more pillar of your book yeah, let me mention. see. <laughs> Branding, connecting, engaging. Oh, and cadence. So yeah, you want to make sure that you have some kind of consistency um, with your, your activity. And I think, you know, a big mistake people do, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's like, ooh, this is cool. Let's get in on it. And they set up an expectation with their network and then they just drop the balls and you know, you lose credibility, number one, but you also, you know, you lose so many good prospects in the cracks. And I can't tell you how many people I've worked with, like we'll mm-hmm. jump into their, um, well, this is back when I did one-on-one consulting, we would jump into their, you know, their LinkedIn inbox and you could see where they had started an initiative and there was like money in there. There was people who were like asking them buying questions and they hadn't even looked at it yet. So whatever you commit to, whether it's Clubhouse, whether it's LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, whatever it is, like commit to your engagement there, even if it's five to 10 minutes a day. My first book was LinkedIn marketing an hour a day because that's what Wiley called that whole series. I was like, no, no one has an hour a day. (laughs) Yeah. What are are those um, buying questions that people were passing up? Maybe you could shed some light for my audience. <laughs> well, the, there's the real obvious ones like, you know, can you tell me more about this? Could you, you know, we're looking for someone who can help us with this. Um, one of the the people I worked with. I, it makes sense. This one killed. Yeah. Like literally, can I buy something from you? One of the um, folks I worked with early on in my career, he, he was a medical device um, guy and he created a... Uh, a device that um, instead, well, I'm going to get a little graphic here, but for mammograms, instead of squishing your boobs, um, it was like ultrasound or something. And he was putting it out there. He was looking for investors. 
And we, we set up this whole campaign. I had it, I had, I trained his virtual assistant. They um, reached out to a whole bunch of people. And then he was, he was getting people, he had like $12.5 million in his LinkedIn inbox. Like people who were willing to invest $12.5 million in this machine that he never responded to. He turned off his notifications. He didn't want to get bothered in his email with messages from LinkedIn. And, you know, I'm like, oh my God. Twelve and a half million dollar mistake. Right now? That was the worst I've, I've seen. But um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's buying questions. There's people asking you about what you do. I mean, you want to make sure that, that you're on it and responding. And similarly, and this is harder to see, and this mm -hmm. is where maybe you get an assistant helping you out, um, your notifications. So if you start sharing content regularly and you start getting engaged, that was the other thing I forgot to mention. Um, you want to share good content. Um, and if you start sharing it regularly and you get buyers engaging on your content, you want to follow up with them. Just like, you know, if you were engaging on their content, if people yeah. are engaging on your content, you've kind of already moved past the K and the L of the no like, and trust, you know, factor. So they know you because they've seen your content. Hopefully they like you because they're engaging on your content and you can take it to the next level unless you totally ignore all of those notifications <laughs> and again, missed opportunity. Exactly. Um, all right. So we've covered four things. Now I want to ask a bit more personal questions. That's all yeah. right. So what's, what's the vision for the next six months for Vivica? Um, yeah, you know, our, for me personally, um, I'm hoping to buy a house in Belize and move down there and work part-time. Uh, that's the nice thing about working virtually, right? You can work so you like from scuba anywhere. Diving? <laughs> I love scuba diving. Yeah. 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 So we're looking at Amber, Amber Grease K. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that will work. Um, the company is growing like crazy where it's funny. We had uh, selling with video, selling with LinkedIn, selling with sales navigator were kind of three core products that we put out. And what we realized is it's great to sell a product to a company, but once they're through it, they're through it. There's no residual and yeah, uh, you know, ongoing no income. Yeah. Exactly. There's no retention. So we've switched everything into our modern day, um, modern sales mastery program, which is a subscription base. And it's crazy. I mean, we're, we're dropping the price and you get like 10 X the amount of content. So we're, we're in the midst of that rebrand. So within the next six months, we should be fully into that. Um, and I'm really excited to see what happens with, you know, with, with the company, you know, eventually like next two to five years, I'd like to be acquired. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, and, and, <laughs> yeah. the last, and the last question is, um, you know, what's that little thing that's, that scares you from that you need to focus on to achieve that result for that? For that uh, vision? Yeah. You know, um, what I will say, so I'm, I'm part of uh, Vengresso leadership. There's, there's four of us. And so what I love about that is I just do what I do best. Um, when I was a solopreneur entrepreneur, like I said, you know, at the beginning, you're, you're the sales team, you're the marketing team, you're the, the accounting team, you're, yeah. you do everything, your back office, your front office, your customer success. And what I realized about myself is I undercharged big time. Um, and, you know, I, I, I was too much the company was me and I, and, and, and I was the company. And so there was no selling the, you know, there, there was no 
acquisition possibility. Now with three other partners and all of them focused on different areas of Vengresso, I can let go of how much are we going to charge for this? Like I remember the first time I closed mm -hmm. my first, you know, higher five figure deal. I thought I was like, wow, that's what I made when I was 26 all year <laughs> and I, I did it one deal. Oh my gosh. Well, now we're selling multiple six figure deals. And I'm kind of like, I'm glad that's not me having that sales conversation. But I think for our entrepreneurs, um, many of us undercharge and undervalue ourselves. So while I don't have that issue because someone else is taking care of it yeah. in our business, I know that's a big thing that stops people from progressing. And I think the other thing that really stops people from progressing is they're too wrapped into the very fiber of their business. And it's not that you shouldn't love your business and, and put your heart and soul into it, but you have to psychologically be in a place that you can let go of it and you have to be separate enough from it that when people are acquiring your business, they're not acquiring, you know, your heart and soul and skin and flesh. And so that's another thing is, you know, Vengresso is a conglomerate of many, many minds. And when we get acquired, you know, I might stand for a year, I might stand for five years, I might step away and move to Belize. So, <laughs> but I think, um, you know, that I could never have done that with LinkedIn to business because it was too much a part of who I was. Yeah, I think that's a really common pain point, especially for someone like me who is yeah. the service provider and in and the promoter. And yeah. it's like you can't really separate the two. But um, yeah, really interesting. As soon as you build that team, like you said, three other yep. partners to take care of it, that's where yep. all the magic happens. Yeah. So, so Vivica, where where is uh, the best place for audience to find you? Um, and you can plug your little your book if you feel like. Sure, sure. Um, so the easiest thing to do is just Google LinkedIn expert um, because my my LinkedIn pro like just literally Google LinkedIn expert and my LinkedIn profile, it should be the first or second thing that shows up underneath the ads. Um, so please feel free. Let me know that you you know heard me on Julian's show. I'd be more than happy to connect, but always customize that invitation. Um, but yes, if you you know don't say we have all these friends in common. Just say hey, we got Julian in common. Hundred seventeen cool friends plus Julian in common. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And um, if you go to our website, which only has one S, vengresso.com, a pop-up will show, you know, uh, within about 10 to 20 seconds, it's really irritating. I will admit that the pop-up for my book will, um, will come up and yeah, please feel free to access that. If you've got show notes, Julian, we'll make sure they have the link for that too. Oh yeah, absolutely. We're going to have, I always leave, leave backlinks for my guests so to their offers. Any other parting message before uh, we're, we're finishing up? Yeah, you know, I think the the thing that really helped me um, grow my my first bit, well, grow the LinkedIn to business business mm -hmm. was um, learning to do what only I did best and letting other people do the rest. So the first time I, I hired my first VA, my first assistant, like my business actually doubled. I got the book deal. I got more speaking gigs and she handled all the crap. So if you're on the verge, if you're a solopreneur and you're like trying to get to the next level, hire someone. Yeah. It might feel scary the first, second or third month, but it, it pays for itself in time. And honestly, she freed me up to do so much more work 
you know, I, 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 I was able to pay for her within month one. So that's, that's one thing I think is so important for our small business owners. And hey, some of that might be managing some of your LinkedIn, not all of it, but some of your LinkedIn. Um, but it is, it's really important to hire people so that you can go on and do what you do best. Exactly. Hiring out, the best analogy I heard was like hiring out $5 an hour tasks so you can focus on whatever your- $500 an yeah. hour business. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and please- value yourself. I, I was, um, I'm, I'm part of this women's sales professionals group and the woman said, okay, what are you charging? First of all, no one should be charging per hour, but what are you charging per hour? Okay. $250 per hour, double that add 20%. And that's what you need to start, uh, you know, start charging. So 600 an hour and then stop charging per hour. Make sure you've only got project prices Yeah, it's so true. and then see if you can get online. So you're not trading time for money. So I'm like, Oh my God. I remember when I thought 25 bucks an hour was a huge amount. <laughs> nice little nugget there at the end. Hey, Vivica, thank you so much for coming on to storytelling secrets today. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks so much. All right, so if you enjoyed today's episode, go check out Vivica's freebie, 101 Ways to Rock Your LinkedIn. But other than that, I'm your host, Jules Dan. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate your stuff. Your, uh, what's going to try to say here? Your fellow listenership. I really appreciate it. Every every listen really counts. Um, but other than that, thanks a lot for listening. I will go see you on the solo show on Monday. Bye for now.